good day as you are hearing this i am talking to you my name is enver um, about task two a task that i had the pleasure of presenting together with elena to the class and i was the facilitator of the class discussion i would like to say that it was a pleasure to present this to the class and as was seen in the class feedback and in the class participation to this task there seemed to be general consensus that this, that this task excuse me was quite interesting to the class now the main takeaway from this is how we manage knowledge how we store knowledge and what we do with the knowledge and there were three main articles we talked about in our presentation and that i'll be talking about in this blog now the first one talked about the strategy for managing knowledge basically the two main types codification and personalization talked about why these are applicable when these are applicable and most importantly as a class later we discussed the drawbacks and the positive sides of both of these types the first one was codification now codification is a people to documents approach in a way what is happening is that documents are stored in databases and then are there for people to be used Documents can include market segmentation analysis, documents about general knowledge of the company, benchmark data and work schedules. Now, the benefit of this is that these databases can store vast amounts of knowledge and naturally also there is a wide variety of information available to the people. Now, personalization is a more, as one might imagine, personal approach. Here there is a clear focus and dialogue between individuals and not just knowledge objects in databases. This is obviously very applicable in terms of consultancies when general formulas cannot be applied and the case has to be looked at specifically. Now, as a class, we also talked here about the benefits and the drawbacks of both of these ideas. And it's important to analyze them too because they kind of give us an explanation of what they are, what they mean and what effects they have to a company. So for codification, some of the strengths we saw were efficiency, low cost, easy access, everlasting, and they help innovation. What you mean with the last point specifically, helping innovation is obviously because there is a storing of knowledge, there is this continuity of knowledge. Innovation for a company might be easier because the knowledge used as a stepping stone is there and therefore the innovation of the product can succeed. Some weaknesses with this is that it's quite limited. This is not really applicable in very specific case examples and can only be used as a general help. There are a lot of unanswered questions too. It is simply information. It is not a discussion. It is not critical. Obviously, also it is less personal and there is very little evaluation of errors. <coughs> this, excuse me, this information is simply accepted as true and efficient and also one doesn't really question how applicable this is in case examples due to it being very general information. Now, for personalization, some of the strengths are that there is a higher profit per product. What this means is that if there's a specific, specific case example that often is more complicated than just a general issue with a company, that company will pay the consultancy more money. Therefore, personalization information is here very important because the experience and the knowledge of more experienced or successful consultants is very necessary for younger consultants to learn and to effectively do their job. In a way, there is also more team bonding through this because people are cooperating with each other. The innovativity and the flexibility of this type of knowledge is also essential in its purpose, which is to look at specific case examples and overcome very unique difficulties. 
Naturally, this car also comes with weaknesses as we discussed as a class in that it is very time consuming, it might be very expensive, there is very little standardization, one always has to somewhat start from scratch. There is a low growth rate, uh, sorry, a low growth rate because that information is hardly, is, a very, is very difficult to be won. And most importantly, it always changes and it doesn't last for a long time. Now, after we finished talking about this article, we moved on to the next one. And we talked about social media in the workplace. Basically, who knows what and who knows whom. <coughs> and the first article that talked about this really kind of looked at the awareness of ambient communication and how we can enable it as an enterprise and how we can use this social networking that arises from this to really help people improve the accuracy of meta-knowledge. Now, what this means, more or less, is the question of how can we have social media in the workplace in a rather formal, but at the same time informal context, and how can we use this to help people talk to each other, communicate and learn from each other? <coughs> These social technologies are very useful for knowledge sharing, or at least have the potential to be very useful for knowledge sharing and collaboration excuse me, within the organization. It's important that they don't change with whom or what people necessarily communicate, but they really just give a more efficient way of communication within the company. The conversations people are already having are now displayed to other people in the company who can also take part in them and who can also learn from them. Now, the last article we really talked about was why man what managers excuse me, need to know about social tools. Now, of course, um, internal social tools can help in finding co-worker expertise and they can create employee participation. Naturally, this also comes with a lot of difficulties. Most importantly, that it represses informal communication. At least there is a possibility to do this. While people may feel like it is a bit more informal than an official company website, in a way, it is still part of the companies and it is questionable if people will have their personal, very helpful conversations at times within this sort of outlook, within this sort of frame. Also, it may be a failure to recognize the learning process. Since it is such a removed and different way of how people usually get information within a company, people might not see it as a very practical or helpful tool. Also, there might be a focus on the wrong data. Sometimes unfocused texting and unwork-related information can find its way into these social media platforms and therefore distract from the actual points that are trying to be made and the actual useful information that's displayed within it. Now, the text here defines some ways in which this can be overcome. Most importantly, defining purpose, strengthening ambient awareness, basically creating a culture that supports friendly interaction within the company. Spelling out rules of conduct naturally is essential so that non-work related information is kept to a minimum or not at all. And also for uh, company leadership and management to lead by examples, to use these tools and to actively encourage people to do so too. And the last one I want to talk about here is the McKinsey website, where it talks about the great values of such information, of such social interaction within the company. <coughs> Excuse me. Most importantly, what one needs is a valuable object to meet that is understandable. One needs important information to be present. One needs, excuse me, one needs a formula to look at this and sort of a lens to analyze it within company context. Otherwise, social media is not useful at all. Importantly, one must put a price on knowledge also. I am very sorry about the quick 
cut off in the previous part, um, I want to talk about, finish talking about the McKinsey article here. Again, the great value of knowledge sharing is discussed in this article. Most importantly, common interests uh, are shared within the knowledge of the company. Common interests, therefore, is also common expertise. Because a lot of the interests and a lot of the informal discussions employees have do, do, do concern topics that are present within the company. The exchange mechanism here is very important. Social media can be used as an exchange mechanism of information within a company. Obviously, as stated in the previous articles, it has to be done right, however. There has to be very healthy internal competition within the company, within the leadership and within its employees that is sort of based on respect, but at the same time tries to get the best out of everyone else. Lastly, there has to be a clear set of standards defined by the company um, what is the knowledge, what is important, and what do we want from people. This clear planning and this clear structure might seem obvious, but it is very important for a company to implement it to the highest degree, Excuse me, because otherwise information that might be useful is missed and unnecessary information might be taken up. In conclusion, this task overall discusses the importance of knowledge within a company and social media as a way to spread it, especially as a way of personalization. Of course, there are difficulties with with spreading knowledge and also with defining what is important knowledge. But it is important to understand that as a company, a clear strategy has to be used. And most importantly, a company needs a mixture of both codification and personalization to effectively work and to effectively use all the knowledge and resources it has. Thank you very much.